The title sponsor of Hunt Talk Radio is Leupold. Leupold Optics are the trusted optics of accomplished hunters and shooters. If it has a gold ring on it, you know it was built by American hands in Beaverton, Oregon. Whether it's a new rifle scope, binocular, a spotter, rangefinder, or eyewear, go to leupold.com to learn more and look for these fine Leupold products at your high-quality retailers. Hey folks, Randy Newberg here. Welcome to Leupold's Hunt Talk Radio. As I was walking, I saw a sign there, on the sign it said no trespassing, but on the other side it didn't say nothing. Well, that sign was made for you and me. Hey folks, Randy Newberg here with another episode of Leupold's Hunt Talk Radio. Hope you are all doing very well. Hope you're enjoying your summer. And I hope the weather is as beautiful where you're at as it is here in Bozeman, Montana today. Man, it had rained pretty much all summer until the last couple days. And if it was like this every day, you'd have to bring your own rock to stand on here. But as quick as I say that... The forest fires will start, and there'll be smoke in the air, and we'll be bemoaning the the throes of summer. But I'm enjoying it while I can. Hope you're doing the same. Uh, today, I have two guys who've traveled here from Washington as as guests, and I'm super thankful that they've taken the time out of their daily work schedules. They they have their own businesses, uh, but. They are serious advocates for the cause of hunting and conservation in Washington. And when they offered that they'd come here to talk about the things going on in Washington, I was really excited. So uh, today you're going to get a conversation about a lot of things going on in Washington. Way more has happened since I did a podcast, I think about a year and a half ago, that was just focused on the spring bear season. Well, now... Washington's commission, which seems to have taken a really sharp turn with some of the new appointees, has put forth a proposal, I think later this fall, they're going to they're gonna vote on it. And it would, for all practical purposes, and, and these commissioners have said that they don't believe that the North American model of wildlife conservation is, is relevant today or is relevant at all today. So... If they have that feeling uh, and they're going to put together a new guiding policy for the agency, Washington uh, Fish and Wildlife Agency, that's huge. That would be the first state to say we reject the North American model and we're going to go it some other direction. Uh, And having listened to a bunch of their commission meetings and read quite a bit of what's being proposed, I'll just summarize it by saying the folks implementing this change, there are those, I think it's six or seven of their nine commissioners who are mostly on board with this. Uh, they don't, uh, <laughs> they have a different view of wildlife and the role of humans uh, as we interact with wildlife than I have, than you probably have. And that has been the role and the model in this country for the last however many centuries, you know, at least the last century. 
So, James Forslund, uh, Chris Cantrell, they're here from Western Washington. You may know of them. They they run a platform called Bear Country Outdoors, um, and uh, they're they do that. But mostly, they're just trying to be really big advocates for the cause of of this rapid change, rapid and dramatic change that is going on in Washington. And I hope you'll listen to this because the story they have to tell is a story that happened really quickly and could happen in any of our states because our commission structures, our appointment structures are almost all identical to what it is in Washington. More states are like Washington than are unlike Washington. And uh, this is, you know, unfortunately coming to a doorstep near you. Uh, it's just a matter of when. So, uh, these guys are pretty optimistic. They're, they're not afraid of, of the fight and uh, they're doing all they can. And I hope that this podcast, uh, helps them and I hope it helps all of us be aware of this issue and, and do what we can to, to help out. So, uh, going to hit the button here and James and Chris are sitting here in two chairs beside me. And we're going to have a great conversation about all things related to, well, Washington for sure, but the role that hunters and anglers and our uses of wildlife, what role that has in the eyes of some of these people. So thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Well, folks. Thanks for being here. Like I said, this could be one of the most important podcasts that you'll listen to in a long time. Uh, the reason being is there's an awful lot that's changing in the world of state wildlife management agencies, even in states where you would have never expected it. And that's why I thought it would be so helpful for me to have two guests from Washington you remember when they lost their spring bear hunt a year and a half ago, I had a couple guys from Washington on the podcast. And uh, today I got James Forslund and Chris Cantrell. Uh, they're from Washington. They've been hunters all their lives from what I can gather and talking to them and visiting with them and swapping emails and following along on their platforms. Uh, they're probably a little bit crazy about this kind of stuff like like I am and like most of you are so uh the reason I think this is so important you're going to get to hear from two guys who could have never seen this happening in their state and they could have never seen it happening as quickly as it's happened in the state of Washington and I want to go through that talk about one what it means uh how it's happened what can be done to try slow it down some of the tactics that you see get used and uh, maybe cause you to think about what the heck's going on in your state so james chris thanks so much for traveling to bozeman montana and bringing this beautiful july weather with you <laughs> it had rained just about every day until you guys got oh here. really yeah it's like this is like arizona weather yeah it's beautiful <laughs> 80, 80 yeah. degrees <laughs> yeah it's nice yeah. we're wearing flip-flops and shorts so yeah, yeah. You notice how green it is here this oh, year? It's super green. Yeah, normally by now it's starting to brown up, but it's, man. We were talking about that when we were flying. We're, yeah, we looked out the windows. Holy cow, it's green here right now. Yeah. yeah. So, well, anyhow, thanks for being here. I wish Absolutely. that the state of affairs in your home state of Washington were not what they were, such that we 
had to rely on you guys to lead us down whatever path of history got us here and, right. and what you guys are seeing. But uh, for for the background uh, of the audience, I'll let you guys just fill in a little bit of details about what how you what what your your uh, situation is, what your position is, what you guys do, and then how that got you this involved in uh, oh, yeah. Washington. Do, do we, can we call it politics? Oh, it's, you can. Yeah, it's we're, definitely we're, politics. We're uh, we're unpaid politicians right now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, hey, y'all. You want to jump in on you it? You want to start us off, or you want to? Chris, I'm going to point to you. You get to go first. That sounds good. So, uh, yeah, there's a there's an important reason we're here in the middle of a work week in Bozeman, Montana. We're from uh, Western Washington. I'm from Stanwood. James is uh, from the Stanwood area as well. And uh, something happened in Washington. Uh, there was a shift uh, that you had sp- spoke about in your podcast prior where we lost our spring bear. And the reason we're talking about it is because we lost – and it, let me back up. We didn't lose it. It was stolen, right? right? We didn't lose it because we don't have enough bears. Washington has one of the most prolific black bear populations in the lower 48. Yep. And we ended up losing it because of feelings, Mm-hmm. Because our we have unfortunately we have a poor, um, poorly run government like a lot of people do, and and our governor Jay Inslee uh, does an incredibly poor job, uh, and he appointed some commissioners, uh, in an incredibly unbalanced way, and it is uh, it's a we have we have a very anti hunting balanced state fish and game commission right now yeah so washington state fish and game commission is is very much anti-hunting uh we before the podcast we were talking about you know watching some of the the commission meetings right and it is it's hard to watch it's tough to watch yeah it's really tough to watch i appreciate you guys sending me those links but like (laughs) i told you that really long one i watched it for two hours i'm surprised you got that deep i i just I, i can't I, I've I've got a good enough sample in these two hours. I I just I I couldn't watch any more of it. But it, it's so. it's it's it takes a certain person, right? I'm a non-confrontational person by nature, by nature, and I don't like I don't like uh, well, I don't like people stealing number one, right? And I don't like people fighting number two, and and I think hunters in general. Our our nature is to just like hey, just, we just want to be left alone. Yeah, do our thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, and unfortunately, like I said, like I'm not a politician uh, by profession, right? You know, I'm a real estate guy, and a and I build. I got a gun shop, and and James and I, and, and a, another guy own Bear Country Outdoors. That's what we're here representing today is Bear Country. Yeah, and the, the company was was founded. James founded it uh, on the basis of like hey, you know, we need we need advocates right for for not just bears but for predator management in mm-hmm. general cuz man we have a we have a massive predator population in Washington state yeah. and our commission so they they took our spring bear away yeah. that was just a start just to kind of see what they could get away with and again based on no science right. they ignored our state uh, fishing game wildlife biologists that said hey we need to have a spring bear season and yeah. um we're, we'll get into the specific commissioners that kind of ruined everything for us but um now they have this new game management plan that they, right. they want to put into place and they want to take uh you know the north american model of conservation and just yeah, throw it in the garbage. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it works. Yeah, right. 
And and to preface this, people who are listening, we're we're in Washington State, and we're a very left state, mm-hmm. right? Uh, right? Which you know tends to be more anti-hunters, right? right? So the people that got appointed by our governor, they're on the game commission, people that are maybe in more right states think that'll never happen here. Right. That'll mm-hmm. never, ever happen. Yeah. I never thought I'd live through a pandemic. Yeah. You know, like it'll spread like COVID. It's like, it's like a plague. Right. Yeah. So if it were ground zero, if it happens, if those, and it's, they've already chipped away again at spring bear. So if this, if this goes through in Washington state, I mark my words, it will happen in other states oh, yeah. it'll mm-hmm. take a foothold it'll and it'll spread like wildfire yeah. so <clears throat> we're here to kind of talk about what we're doing what some of the other people are doing what some of the, the um, organizations that we think are good yeah. and helpful mm-hmm. and productive uh, are, are doing to uh, to help us out but um, I'll hand it over to James and he can kind of fill in some of the blanks there right so you know, a lot of people probably just don't think that this kind of thing is even possible. Right. And and I was one of those people even, you know, up until the, the spring bear thing happened, I I thought there's no way in my lifetime, you know, that we're going to be looking at losing hunting. I thought, if anything, maybe my kids' future, you know, they're going to be facing those kind of problems. Yeah. But in a period of two years, we went from zero to 100 real quick. And... <laughs> We're at a point now where if if this keeps going the way it, it it's been going, our state is going to push this policy through and they're going to run with it. And it's and I don't think that they're going to do it right away. Just say, hey, we're ending hunting altogether and and no one can hunt and no one can fish and stuff like that. I think that they're going to do it in a very backwards, you know, oh, well, well let's start by removing, you know, bear hunting season right. altogether, you know, and, and mountain lion thing. That's been yeah. another big hot button yep. for these anti-hunting groups is, is mountain lions, just carnivores and large predators in general. Mm-hmm. That's where the starting ground is for all this. And then it opens up doors. And once those doors are open, it's like Pandora's box. You can't put it all back together unless you just really, really bear down and start changing some stuff. Yeah. So you guys have nine commissioners it looked like when i watched that meeting yep and that's just as of recently because he reappointed there was a bunch of empty seats for a long time okay and i went and looked they serve some pretty long terms Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's no uh, limitation on that yeah so a bunch of these people who are appointed that are the new folks pushing this policy, their terms don't expire till 2026 or 2028. Mm-hmm. And then they can just but, be reappointed. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, that's. <laughs> this could <laughs> if, be a if lot if of you're damage. If you a vandal done. and yeah. you got the keys to the factory, you can do a lot of damage mm-hmm. in that period of time. And so uh, they are appointed by your governor. Mm-hmm. Uh, as they are in most states. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't realize that in the past, most states, they're back in the 70s and 80s, their com- commissions were structured differently. Uh, a director worked for the commission, not appointed by the governor. So mm-hmm. you, as quick as you start getting the, the politicians involved, your game agencies become part of the political process Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and back to the point you said chris we just want to go about our own thing you know don't bother us well guess what while we've not wanted to be bothered over the last 40 years 
these folks with this idea have grabbed our issues and they've brought it over and made mm-hmm. it a political process. And and they're to, smart about it too. Yeah. Like these anti-hunting groups are, they're not stupid. I mean, mm-hmm. some of the stuff that comes out of their mouth might appear that way, but yeah. <laughs> when it comes but, to organization and mm-hmm. putting things in front of the right people, they're very organized and very smart. Yeah. I, I looked like that commission meeting I watched that you just think about, all the things that they did strategically, they held the meeting in the Seattle area, mm-hmm. not out where most of the wildlife is. Or and all it, of the anti-hunters were so, yeah, they were congratulating. Thank you so much yeah. for hosting this in Seattle. Every right. single one of them. Yeah. And that was kind of so blatant that that was, to me anyhow, I've been involved in this stuff for so long that each side kind of has their own rehearsal of, okay, you make this point, you make this point, here's the point we all got to make. Well, Mm -hmm. the point they all had to make is, you know, just the accolades of thanks for having it here, kind Mm -hmm. of, hey, please keep having more of them here, have all of them here, even though geographically, you know, if I live in Spokane, that's a long haul. Yeah, almost six hours. If you hold it in the central part of the state, well... So you look at all the things and it's like each of them grabbed a different talking point, mm-hmm. somewhat similar to this, the the, the policy we'll get to and, and talk about. Uh, but Hunt Talk Radio is brought to you by Go Hunt Insider. Go to GoHunt.com to get the best information available to the self-guided hunter. The best draw odds, strategy articles, e-scouting tools, maps that you can use online and out in the field, and you get points in the best gear shop in the industry. Sign up for Insider using promo code Randy, and they're going to give you $50 of credit in the GoHunt gear shop. Go to GoHunt.com, sign up now, promo code Randy, $50 of store credit. Nosler Ammunition is the official ammunition of Hunt Talk Radio and every other platform that we produce. Nosler was founded in 1948 by John Nosler, and over that time, Nosler Ammunition has proven time and again why so many hunters and shooters trust Nosler. Whether it's Nosler bullets, components, or their premium-grade ammunition, Nosler's reputation at quality shines through. We shoot exclusively Nosler E-tips, Acubons, and partitions in all of our rifles. And all of those can be found at Nosler.com or look for them at fine retailers near you. The Hunt Talk Radio podcast is brought to you by Mystery Ranch Backpacks. For years, I've been using Mystery Ranch Packs. It might be the Metcalf or the Beartooth, the Sawtooth or the Pintler. No matter which Mystery Ranch Pack you choose, here's how you can save 10% on your purchase. Go to the Go Hunt gear shop, gohunt.com, put a Mystery Ranch Pack in your cart, and when you check out using promo code RANDY, you're going to save 10% off that pack and most of the other regular priced items in your cart. Mr. Ranch backpacks, can't beat them. Go check them out. If if you guys, uh, how long have each of you lived in Washington? I'm a lifelong resident of Washington. I'm I'm. I don't look it, but I'm. I'm only 43, Randy. Yeah. And I've lived there for 43 years, and it used to be 
an incredible state yeah. just across the board. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it ties in perfectly to say, like you say, oh, they had it in Seattle. Like, I remember when going to Seattle was like, it was a treat, yeah. you know, it was super fun. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm an old dad. I have an eight-year-old daughter. And, uh, and I can remember even 10, 15 years ago going to Seattle and thinking like, man, this place is incredible. I want to stay down here. I want to do all this stuff. And you go down there now and it's homeless and graffiti and drugs and violence and yeah. murder. And and it's like, I don't want to go there. Right. You know? So if, if, if our, if our powers that be that's, and they've built it the way they want it. Right. So if they will do that to like, which was one of the greatest cities in the world, think what they're, they're just trying to parlay that into our, 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 our game management now. And if you can't run a city, what, what, you know, what business do you have running our game commission on the ground? Like, okay, you keep, you keep your city. That's fine. Uh, you know, cause there's no wildlife there, you know, except mm-hmm. some of the animal people, but like, <laughs> you know, I think, you know, they, they, they definitely don't know how to, they don't know how to run a business. And so they have no business running the game commission. So, and the reason I ask that is, I have always had this vision of Washington being this hunting and fishing state. In fact, I lived in Spokane for 10 months. Oh, uh, really? Long, long time ago. And, you know, at the time, I don't know if they still have it. It was called the Bighorn Outdoor and Sports Show. It's the Spokane Sports Show. I don't, I don't show. know if they it's, still, I don't, they still do a sporting goods sort show. It, it, it's, it was the big springtime sports show and spokane and it was crazy people came from everywhere i mean you got the columbia river you got you know the blue mountains you you got unbelievable waterfowl hunting in mm-hmm. the potholes moses mm-hmm. lake area you, you got all your stuff over on the coast of the steelhead and salmon and the uh, so if you would have told me to pick one of the 50 states where this kind of thing was going to happen and he gave me 20 guesses i don't think that washington would have made my 20 guesses yeah as to if you said here's what it is tell me what state this is happening in i don't think you guys would have right. been on my list that and the, so that i think a lot of the the viewers and listeners who know the tradition and history of washington this just comes as such a surprise like Whoa. So mm-hmm. you, you guys got any insight about how it got to this point? I mean, it, in the last couple of years, yeah. But, I mean, it, does it just happen in two years or does it? Is it just kind mm, of a... It's been building up, I think, previous to even the spring bear thing. Okay. Um, there's been, you know, there's always been commissioners that don't make any sense on the commission. But mm-hmm. the difference is now, instead of representing this group of commercial fishermen and this group of hunters and anglers and this group of you know, um, recreational users and stuff like that, they have removed a lot of the representations for those groups mm-hmm. and put in like-minded people that have like a preser- preservationist attitude mm-hmm. towards things. And when you make something so off you know, and so one-sided, it's impossible to, to make anything happen that, um, makes sense for wildlife management because a lot of these people have a preservationist attitude. So it it started with a slight imbalance 
but then the balance got worse and worse and worse. Okay. And, and it's easy. That's why it's so important for people to pay attention to the commissioners that are in their states and what they're about and do some research on them. And if you have a, if you oppose their ideologies, let your senators know and let your governor know. And, and those are pre premeditated things that you can do before it gets to the point where like we're at, you know, and, and keeping an eye on, on what's happening because a lot of this stuff flies completely under the radar. Hunters don't even know. I mean, even now with this being the biggest story in Western hunting going on, there is no one talking about it. You know, I mean, there's some people, there's advocates like, like ourselves and we, we appreciate those people, but a lot of big names, a lot of big companies, a lot of just hunters in general just are completely unaware right. of the problems that are at B right now. And yeah. it's, and it's that, frustrating. That's part of what the other side, uh, you know, they're, they're going through their list of preparations of, well, they're disorganized, mm-hmm. their awareness levels aren't that high, they don't want to be bothered with politics. Man, this is a really ripe opportunity for us. Oh, <laughs> and they're running and, with it. And so... You guys have a commission. I, I went and actually when I did the podcast a year and a half ago with those guys, uh, I went and read all your your uh, enabling legislation for your commission. Uh, I read its mission. I read mm-hmm. how the whole process of commissioner and appointment, governor appoints. I think your Senate approves uh, Yep, they have them. to approve them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... You have a really cool piece of legislation that talks about what the job, the mission, the charter of your commission is. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to paraphrase here, but it talks about the commission is to enhance and promote slash improve the opportunity for hunting, fishing, sport fishing, commercial fishing, Mm -hmm. And enjoyment of wildlife without impairment, I think it right. ends with, without impairment of the resource. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm on board with that, man. Right. That's, that, that's, that's that, conservation. Yeah. Right. That, that's like what, what, what is shown to be the path that works in mm-hmm. this country. Uh, and from what I gather in, in seeing, and especially when we, when we, get to this new policy that that they're promoting and and maybe we got to get to that sooner so that it doesn't sound like this nebulous thing uh it's like how can an organization with nine appointed leaders look to that charter of what they're supposed to be doing and completely neglect or say no we're we're, we're going to go our own path right that excludes a lot of that enhancement of fishing and hunting and opportunity and da 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 da. Right. It's like, whoa, wait. <laughs> Someone hit the reset button. This is not making sense in it's, my mind. It's like having a job and getting hired on to do something specifically, right? Yeah. Like say you're you got a job with a construction company. Your job right. is to frame walls. Yep. But you decide that you don't want to frame walls. You just want to go play on an excavator all day and you yeah. start digging holes everywhere. <laughs> it's completely <laughs> the opposite of what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And so yeah. it's just crazy that, that there's no um, repercussions or real uh, accountability here. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's no one saying, hey, 
by the way, you guys aren't really doing what your mission is. I mean, yeah. it's it's a mandate. Right. And they're just ignoring it. So, so with that, let's talk about this. When I watched this commission meeting, you guys said, this is one you got to watch. They're talking about their new reform policy. Mm-hmm. I, they're I, calling I, it a... Uh, a conservation policy, yeah. yeah, but it's a it's a preservation policy, yeah. And Which they to, they made it very clear that they, at least the ones who were advocating it, it looked to me like it was like about six to three or seven to two. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. that's probably fair. Yeah, and, yeah. And just in the comments I was mm-hmm. hearing from them, and the ones advocating for this made it very clear they do not agree with the North American model of wildlife conservation. Mm-hmm. No, am I? Did I hear that wrong? You're 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 spot on in it. To tie back into James, he, he's saying he's saying two different things, like preservation and conservation. Right. And and the, and I'm gonna I'm gonna quote one of the commissioners here. Uh-huh. But so the so the difference is right. So conservation is we're trying to uh, like preserve and protect for future use, right? right exactly. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like I want I want my my kids' kids to be able to elk and deer hunt, and bear hunt, right? right? And preservation, it looks to eliminate all impact of, of basically humans altogether on the environment, mm-hmm. right? So, so basically, take all the bears, put them in a jar, put them in the back shelf, never to be touched again. Yeah. You know, they're there, you know, to, to potentially look at, you know, in between our, all of our attacks we're having. We just heard about some more grizzly bear attacks here. That's great for you guys. We're you know. a little ship you something. You guys, you guys need some, man. <laughs> yeah, no, they could all be up on the PCT. They're, they're no, trying. Man. They're trying. We'd have all kinds of issues. No one in our state is bear smart. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's mind blowing that, yeah. You know, you could have you could have a wildlife commission that just says, "Hey, uh, on on one of the drafts we, they sent out, James and I were just talking about this, and it says uh, it would. This is a hilarious part. So this is from WDFW, and it says, uh, and I'll show you. You can see it says slightly, yeah, modified path forward, slightly modified. And I'm I'm not a well-read man. I'm not super intelligent. You know, sometimes that you got to spell it out in crayons, and it says. The slightly modified path forward current GMP game management plan will not be renewed and will be allowed to expire. So that's the slight path forward. They're scrapping right. everything. Right. You know. Right. Just let the, it's got a date to it, but and we're just not gonna the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. No. You know? And that's why they're trying to they they created this new yeah. new one and it just I don't know. Have you actually got to read in? deeply into that yeah okay you, you sent me some of those links and yeah. it's it is and, and so that's where this new plan I, i'm just gonna say it de-emphasizes they like to use the term consumptive user right mm-hmm. and i hate that term because if you're out there using space and habitat you are consuming something wild things need so we're all let's face it we're all consumptive users but right. anyhow the first path that, that they kind of lay out there is let's lump people into categories. Mm-hmm. And this category over here that we are going to call the consumptive users, we're going to tell you all the reasons why they should be lessened or their voice should be lessened. And so when you start reading that, it's like, 
All right. This this is kind of baked. To, a certain outcome is already baked into this yeah. mm-hmm. right from the beginning. Uh, maybe I'm... Uh, no, you're... I, that's you're, how I read it. You're 100% right. And it's unfortunately for the you know people listening that, they, you know, you would think that life is fair and things are fair and mm-hmm. you watch these shows and there's always a happy ending and there's a good guy and a bad guy. The bad guy loses. Yeah. That's not, that's not the fact because, um, like... <laughs> to talk about one of our commissioners, Lorna Smith. Um, I'm not, I'm not a fan of hers. Uh, she, she had stated over and over and over a significant minority opposes this new management plan, a significant minority. Yeah. And then she said, I, all I heard was an overwhelming support of this. And then the, the, one of the vice chairs or whatever commissioner, she goes, uh, actually, you know, I, I had counted the, the, the fours and against this. Right? right. And there were more people, you know, that were, that did not like this policy. It was like 15 to 13 or something like that. And she's like, well, that's not what I heard. Yeah. Right. So she hears what she wants to hear. She's already made up her mind. Right. Like I said, these, these commission meetings for the public are complete lip service. Yeah. So you know. commissioner Lorna Lorna Smith is yeah. what I'm trying to remember. Anyhow, uh, I went and did some research on her uh, just to see what her uh, background is and, right. and what she's tied to. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. let, suffice to say what I gathered when I Googled her name weren't the kind of organizations that I think would be representative of the wide array of interests that a state like Washington would have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She was a former director of an anti-hunting organization. organization yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, an organization it, that likes to teeter on the edge of not being anti-hunting, but their viewpoints, they're yeah. basically large predator protection right. agency yeah, kind of thing. I went and read that and I, uh, of that, that group. And I'm like, well, they, they talk about how they're not in favor of, hunting all of these things they don't go so far as to say we are anti-hunting right right so that but okay we don't want hunting of bears we don't want hunting of any predators we don't want hunting of the it's like okay that's (laughs) anti-hunting you know (laughs) yeah if it sounds like a duck looks like a duck and quacks it's but uh anyhow is she the one the sportsman's alliance had to file a lawsuit against your governor because your governor appointed is she the commissioner that, yes. that was the subject mm-hmm. of the lawsuit yep hunt talk radio is brought to you by outdoor class outdoor class is an online learning platform that includes access to courses from some of hunting's most trusted experts you'll find courses by my buddy Corey jacobson remy warren me hank shaw john barklow jamie teagan and the list is growing and growing and here's the other cool part My buddy Corey, who founded the University of Elk Hunting course, the popular course that is everything known about elk hunting, his course is now part of your subscription to Outdoor Class. So, all for one subscription, at one price, you get all of the Outdoor Class courses, plus Corey's University of Elk Hunting. Go to OutdoorClass.com, use promo code RANDY when you sign up, and you're going to save 20%. This will be great information for any hunter. 
Hunt Talk Radio is brought to you by Outdoor Class, an online learning platform that includes access to courses from some of hunting's most trusted experts. Outdoor Class now includes the University of Elk Hunting course from my buddy Corey Jacobson. All these courses in one single subscription at one price. Go to OutdoorClass.com and use promo code Randy to save 20% when you sign up. This is great information for any hunter at any level. The Hunt Talk Radio podcast is also brought to you by Mountain Tough. And I know some of you are asking me, Randy, why Mountain Tough? Well, I'm training for the biggest hunt of my life in August of 2024. And now that I'm into this, I wish I would have done this when I was 39 instead of waiting until I'm 59. I've already started the on-ramping, and I'm progressing through the Bodyweight Foundation program, and I'm feeling so much better. I'm feeling better mentally, physically. I'm accountable to myself, and I'm pretty excited about it. So if you're interested in making an investment in your health and your hunting, go out to Mountain Tough, use promo code RANDY, and when you sign up, you get 14 days to start with. They'll add another 30 days to your free trial when you use promo code Randy. So you guys have really clear statutes about how your game commission is supposed to operate. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, between your statutes and your administrative rule, you guys got a really good path laid down of this is how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, this commissioner uh, ends up serving on multiple boards mm-hmm. your statute says something of uh you cannot serve on multiple elected or appointed committees, committees. or boards yeah right right and she was i think on three of them or something mm-hmm. like that and so she, the judge ruled hey yeah this is what the statute says she right you, right you, you can't have her on the you know she can only be on one yeah uh she's she's sitting what is, what is, active right now yeah. Really? So she's still active on the commission, even though the judge yep. said, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. Illegally active right now. Yep. Right. Which and she's, from what I gathered, listening again, she was pretty vocal in her, is, is this kind of her baby, this, this new policy? Or she's, she's the face face of it of okay. this of this controversy she's if if anyone's going to blame anyone she's the one okay. that is the most openly against certain things and mm-hmm. is very very advocating or advocating for this this new policy mm-hmm. and she is definitely the most um squeakiest contra- the squeakiest wheel we should call okay. it of, yes. of, okay. of the anti-hunting community yeah, yeah. yeah. okay and, so um, yeah. The the reason that that's relevant is I'm just stunned that there's this. Well, first of all, somebody at either the governor's office or the AG attorney general's office or within the department should have said, hey, wait a second. You know, this person is not qualified because to appoint them would be in violation of state statute. Right. And they did, they did make a statement saying we're just, all they said was we're very disappointed in the, the outcome judge's ruling. Yeah, of the that. judge ruling that she's in, you know, yeah. she's, she's going against what, what her mandate is. And then they made another statement that we're looking at ways to deal with it. Yeah. 
and that's it. But but it, but it should, nothing has happened. Yeah. And this has been now what uh, almost two weeks, right? Since yeah, that I've, ruling hat came out. Yeah, unfortunately, Bob Ferguson, um, who's going to be trying to take Jay Inslee's place after he steps away, um, who's our attorney. It's just he's. Uh, the attorney general. Yeah, and he's yeah. um he's not for us. Like yeah. you know, he's not making my Christmas card list. Yeah. You know, he's one of those he's just a guy who just you know, I feel like they're very self interest, single mind focused. They don't yeah. and I feel like they don't play by the rules, you know, yeah. which we're seeing in Washington, right? Because after right. after the spring break you thought, Oh, don't worry, it'll come back. We'll yeah. we'll get everything back because it's unfair, right? Right. I right. mean when something's stolen you expect it to be returned and and uh and unfortunately, like Sportsman's Alliance, um, you know, as soon as I saw they were like they they had popped up and hey, we're gonna we're gonna file a lawsuit against Lorna and we need some backing. Like that's where sportsmen in general, everyone who, who's listening, needs to start being a little more proactive. And I understand that, like we're all busy, we all have multiple right. jobs. We're here, you know, early in the morning trying to bang out this podcast before we got to get back to work and. And I don't have the time, like, and I'm not smart enough to sue Lorna Smith for being wrong, right? Yeah. But I can pitch in to Sportsman's Alliance, or mm-hmm. I can pitch in to the Rockman Health Foundation, or I can uh-huh. pitch in to all these other great organizations that are going to go, you know, Silent Majority Foundation, everyone's trying to help out in Washington to, to basically file lawsuits and try and get things that were stolen back right. to us. Get some real yeah. results back. Yeah. yeah. And say, hey... This, there's a reason we have these statutes and these administrative rules. Follow them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's so. Uh, back to this policy. This slightly. What, what yeah, slightly, slight, slightly modified. modified. Yeah. yeah. Slightly modified. Uh, path forward. Yeah. Okay. Path so, forward. Yeah. 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 So, I would say it's maybe everyone has a different definition of slightly modified. But allowing a plan that is really robust that, and I went and read a lot of your documents that are governing your Washington Wildlife Commission, they give a lot of deference to all perspectives. I mean, they have a very robust non-game plan. Mm-hmm. They have species of critical concern. They, I mean, it's not like the Washington Wildlife Commission is out there like, let's go just shoot the hell out of them and right. let, let's put gill nets at the mouth of the Columbia. <laughs> right. You know, you guys, I, I would say, you know, to use a term, some, some say enlightened, your agency's operating plan right now is one of the more, quote unquote, enlightened and wide scoping of right. all of them in the West. Mm-hmm. And even that one, they're saying, well, we're going to let this one die. Right. And here's our better idea. And no, it should not be the North American model of what it should not be based on the principles of the North right. American model of wildlife conservation. Right. That to me does not meet the definition of slightly modified. To me, that's like a 180 or at so least a wrecking a, ball or yeah. at least a 150 yeah. degree yeah. turn. And so this is. So this kind of gets to our point of what we're talking about here. You have activist commissioners Mm -hmm. who reject the notion that has got wildlife to the point that it has in your state. Which is incredible right now. Especially given your population growth over the last 50 years. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, we have, we have blacktail deer, 
white-tailed deer, mule deer in one state. Yeah. We have we have Roosevelt elk and Rocky Mountain elk. Yep. We have three different types of turkeys. We have inc- across the state. We have obviously with the Puget Sound, we have incredible fishing. Yep. Like the outdoors and and the amount of of hunting opportunities is like it's unlike any other state. Yeah. Right. So why we've done such a good job, you know, managing right. the wildlife. Why would you come in? You know, it's like seeing a beautiful house. Like James is saying, "Hey, let's give that guy the excavator to just knock that thing over because it looks beautiful and it's working and it's great." You know, yeah. it's like why? Why are we trying to throw a monkey wrench in it? And I just, it just, you know, I, it's like I, you don't like the paint, so instead of repainting the house, you're just going to knock it over. Let's burn it down. Yeah. Right. You know? Well, that that's the point of all this is to get people aware that. Your commission, as I absorbed it uh, in watching those links that you sent me, and I'm not going to send those links to anybody else because I'm not oh. going to subject anyone to that. <laughs> That's that horrible. Just, it really is. It makes you want to pull your hair out. Yeah. yeah. And the way your commission chair runs a meeting, let's just say is unique. To, mm-hmm. to most of these kind of things. You're, I've, you're being I've very nice, to, Andy. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, we've laid the background of you guys live there all your life. You've lost your spring bear season. You had uh, your department. I listened to the spring bear hearing. And your biologist got up there and gave such a great presentation of mm-hmm. why spring bear is completely within the parameters it's helpful it's part right. of the the conservation strategy your agency has for mm-hmm. for black bears this is Oof. their this is their main biologist for yeah. carnivores and for omnivore it, creatures it, and that's what they're saying yeah and that biologist forgot more about black bear management over coffee that morning than those commissioners knew Right. You could, mm-hmm. And I know that's a pretty profound statement, but listening to it's the questions, fair. it's like, wait a second. Well, this person is the expert. Yeah. Right? You you have to hire the trained experts. You're, you're the trustee managing this resource. Mm-hmm. Hire the people who know the best. Right. And listen to them. Mm-hmm. It was like this biologist could have been sitting out on the end of the wharf out there whistling <laughs> right as little impact as it had well and, and not just the the biologists the the department's own biologist but the actual director of fish and wildlife yeah he goes on and he was very heated about it mm-hmm. and he he advocates for how important this hunt was and how they should consider bringing it back and there was a huge battle that ensued afterwards to the point where one of the commissioners even said that they felt threatened, that his his attitude towards them f- made made them feel threatened, and that they didn't like the way he was talking to the commission. But he was basically just trying to advocate mm-hmm. for hunters. Right. And so you have an agency full of people, full of scientists and biologists, who are like, "Hello, mm-hmm. right?" It, so. Really, if we can identify where this problem is, it's above the agency staffers. It's not it's Washington this, Department of Fish and Wildlife. Right. It's you know, the commission. That leadership of the majority of that commission and the appointment process. Right. That's really... And so I'm trying to get the audience to think about that's the... You know, if, if you're going <laughs> to... 
I shouldn't use this analogy, but I'm going to. If you're going <laughs> to rob a bank, okay, you only need the key to the safe. You don't need the key to the back office and to the janitor's room and to the, right. the employee right. cafeteria. You just the, you need that critical place where you can grab a hold of the wheel, right? Mm-hmm. And they've identified that. They identified right. it, and then they infiltrated it, and, and that's where we're at. Yeah. So. And, and the things that they say. So back to your back to your point about our biologists, right? So mm-hmm. at the end of the, so if you made it through the end of the that meeting, uh, uh, Commissioner Lem Lemkul, I think is how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's very much yeah. anti. You he's, know, hunting. He's probably the least anti-hunting of the anti-hunting side. Yeah. Which which is bad, but he still, he gets upset. And uh, this is after a couple of commissioners say, oh, we just sat here and listened to you guys yell at us the whole time. And, you know, a poor us and everything else, you know, because they're, here's the deal. You know, if you poke a hornet's nest and you mm-hmm. get stung, you know, mm-hmm. now it's the hornet's fault, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying we're the hornets, but, you know, you've poked us and now here we are. And he said that, He's upset, quite upset, and he says, "Well, the sportsmen should just hire their own biologists in." Oh, well, what is that right. going to do? You don't yeah. listen to your own state biologist. <laughs> Why are you telling me to hire another biologist? Like they're we're, yeah. they're going to take a special special interest biologist and listen to that person over their own state agency's yeah. biologist. So he was telling the sportsmen, mm-hmm. like, "Hey, I'm sick of listening to the same argument." Mm-hmm. He goes, "Come at me with something new. You should go hire your own biologist." And I'm just like, "What?" Yeah. Just let that sink in for a second. Right. Think of the thought process behind that. Yeah. Like, we're not going to listen to our own people who we pay for. That we do pay for because we pay for it with our license sales and oh, yeah. exactly. Pittman and Robertson and, yeah. all, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So it just, you know, it's it's so baffling. And, and I'm sure some people listening are probably getting sick and tired of me just hammering this point home. But they, I feel like we're fighting a battle that we can't win right now because they are not listening. Yeah. We have these meetings, we have all this stuff. And so I, I don't know what to do. And I'm sure that some of your listeners are probably a lot smarter than us and can, and can, can help out, you know? Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. well, and this is, you know, I, I, I'm a CPA and CPAs and attorneys are always giving each other grief. Uh, and I, as a person, as a business operator, as whatever, I'm just inherently against litigating. I just, you know, I've seen it in the business world. Nobody really wins usually. Right. It's pain, distraction, and some attorneys get to buy a new beach condo, <laughs> yeah. you know. Uh, <laughs> but I am also coming to the realization that if you have elected and appointed people, who are not going to follow what they're what when, when you sign on to be on that commission you say i'm a trustee of the wildlife resources of washington and i have this charter i have these guidelines that i'm supposed to adhere to mm-hmm. so what is your what, what recourse do you have if people say man nah, i don't think i'm gonna do that i'm, I'm gonna go it alone i'm i mean my friends we're gonna go this route I don't know what choice it leaves us other than the courts. Courts is the only other 
long yeah. shot that you have, um, it, minus minus the, uh, getting a new governor, which right. he is on his way out the door. But, but knowing but looking at your state, I think you're going to get. We a, already know. We get a replica, <laughs> yeah. probably. So Bob Ferguson again is running, and he is way worse, way way worse. Oh, so I mean, it's, it seems hard to believe that he's a representative of what Seattle looks like right now. Yeah, and I told you I wasn't going to swear, but it looks like poo. So, <laughs> uh, so once you get to your point that you guys are at in Washington, I. I I don't know what the solution is short of litigation because people are not following what mm-hmm. right. what they raised their hand and agreed that they would do when they took that appointment. Now, other states that aren't to your point, to where you are, I'd be curious if you guys look back in your rearview mirror and say, man, I wish that five years ago... Mm-hmm. We could have seen this coming because no one has the benefit of a crystal ball. Right. But you guys are the crystal ball for those of us who live in Montana or Minnesota or Texas or, or right. you know. So I'm, I'm thinking, what advice would you give people who aren't yet the point of the spear that you are in Washington? And keeping uh, a, keeping an eye on it. It's yeah. Being informed is probably one of the biggest, the biggest weapons that a sportsman or woman can have. Mm-hmm. Um, we're becoming like like Chris said, hunters by nature don't want to get involved in confrontation. They don't want to get involved in the politics of it all. They want to enjoy themselves and their time outdoors with their families and right. and go about their business. But hunting is getting to a point now where socially, it's not as widely accepted as it used to be. Mm-hmm. And the anti-hunting communities, yeah, based on Facebook, (laughs) (laughs) the anti-hunting communities are taking full advantage of that now. They're seeing this as an opportunity to reform the way that the entire United States manages Mm -hmm. wildlife, and they're using it under the cloak of conservation. Mm -hmm. But it's we all know it's preservation, and. So keeping an eye on on what's going on within your own commission in your state, staying informed, joining up with like organizations like Howl.org that that yep. highlights the big problems and then gives you ways to get in touch to change those problems. Yeah. And and while it while it didn't work in our state, you know, on the spring bear issue and it is yet to be determined how this this new policy goes through. Yeah. They have won some major battles for an organization that's only been around for what a year. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Maybe a year and a half was it started right around the spring bear yeah. stuff. Yeah, but um, like Charles, he's been he's been very on top of Charles. Yes, Charles. He's a he's so the, the, the the make sure people know who that is. Yeah, he's the uh, founder of mm. Howl.org. Yeah, and he is devoting a huge portion of his life mm-hmm. to fighting and advocating for hunters and fishermen yeah. and trappers right. as well. I mean, he's involved in, in all this stuff and blood origins is another one that's been yep. very involved. Robbie. Robbie's great dude. Yep. Uh, we work with Robbie on a, a lot of different levels, but he's, he's very good at, at getting the message through mm-hmm. and trying to persuade the general public. Yeah. But, there's more than just the general public involved with this. There's politics involved and there's uh, trickery involved. And there's, you know, there's all these different factors that are coming into play here. Yeah. And it's kind of 
coming to a head for hunters and it and it will continue to get worse and worse yeah do you think hunters have just grown fatigue from all of this and i know i have oh, I yeah. know for sure <laughs> oh, me too i yeah yeah you know, and that's for me every once in a while i gotta go do kind of what i did yesterday you know i told you guys me and the crew we just said you know what turn the computers off turn the lights down we're gonna go out in the hills for a whole day and just work hard and run pull fence pull fence yeah and that's good that that's good for the mind even if right. you get a little sunburn but it it gets you away from the constant bombardment mm-hmm. of fatigue of, I, the, I call all that fatigue. negative energy coming yeah. at you all the time and just the thought process yeah. of that and you're just it, and I think that is, you know, sometimes they say, oh, death by a thousand cuts or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that those who are working towards a different direction than we are, that's the other part of the strategy is let's just wear them out. Right. Let's mm-hmm. just wear them down. They, they only, only a few of their crew, of their members will show up at meetings or right. will organize or will this. So it's the same people yeah. almost every time. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, yeah. and they're volunteers. Let's go get our paid staff. Right. And our paid people will show up there and we'll just pummel them into powder if we have right. to eventually. <laughs> and so I try to be a little bit um, appreciative that some of my audience probably gets fatigued from the, you know, all the constant, this mm-hmm. problem, that problem. But it's the times we're in. Right. You know, I try to do podcasts. I try to do content around, you know, successes and celebrations. Of, right. Hey, a new access site, a new fishing boat ramp, a new whatever. And we do those. Right. Because I'm worried about the fatigue of just always having bad news and bad news. Mm-hmm. But you guys are sitting here as evidence of how, what position you can find yourself in if you kind of just let your guard down. If, yeah. if just, you would have told be up me in the hills. when yeah. we started Bear Country Outdoors a couple of years ago that I would be doing all these things and going to meetings and jumping on and talking to senators and commissioners and all this stuff, I would have said, you're freaking crazy because yeah. I, that is not who I am. Yeah. But as time goes on, I get sucked into it more and more because I start to realize how big of an issue this is going to become. Yeah. And I have kids, you know, I have an eight year old and a six year old and they both love the idea of hunting and they like fishing and they like to do all that stuff with me. Right. And who am I to, to just say, oh, well, we used to be able to do that and now we can't because your dad sat on the sidelines and watched it all disappear, Yeah, right? It's it's up to us to put that hammer down and stand up and do it. And the sad thing, Randy, is that there's so many people that, like we just talked about, it's the same people for the anti-hunting groups going to these meetings and doing all this and that. But the sad part is it's the same people usually for the sportsmen mm. as well. Twenty, right. The same 20 people in the state of Washington out of the – Tens of thousands mm-hmm. yeah. are the only people that are vocal and hammering it into people's heads. And yeah. it's sad because there people would rather fight about whether or not you can use a six five Creedmoor to kill an elk or you can <laughs> right, do right. this or that or no, whether it, trapping's bigger or you know th- that you're you're so correct on that, James. And you you look at it, I go to all these meetings, the guys and gals who are there 
representing hunting and fishing, every one of them took an afternoon off work or a day off work. They might have driven 200 miles, and they're there as a volunteer. And then along comes the the people representing interests that are usually on the other side. Mm-hmm. They're paid. It's their job to show right. up there. Right. They they ha- uh, sometimes there are attorneys that show up there. Yeah. Right. It's like holy crap, we're we got to get our game going here. We right and. Then we use so much of our energy arguing about lighted knocks or mechanical broadheads. Right, or right. It's like, I just, when I hear those arguments, I just want to scream, like, please, is this, you know, we're, our house is burning down and we're out there picking the weeds out of the flower garden. <laughs> right. That's right. a perfect analogy. You know, yeah. it's like, let's get our, our priorities straight. We only... We're so outgunned in terms of, you know, their paid people and our volunteers. We can't be wasting our energy no. on this other BS that right. you, everyone likes to get on social media or down at the coffee shop, you know, right. and rail on that stuff. Right. Let's show up. Right. Let's organize. Yeah. Let's, if we, some of us have the money, let's send the money to groups like Sportsman Alliance or whoever who will go and litigate on our behalf mm-hmm. or represent us in a larger fashion. There's so much and, money involved in hunting, right? Yeah. There's so much money oh. in conservation and in tags and like all these giant mm-hmm. people are willing to spend $750,000 yeah. for a tag to go do a governor's hunt. Right. But they're not, you know, they're not prioritizing the battles that need to happen, you know. We should be having lawyers show up. Yep. Pay Paid by these huge organizations showing up to every single meeting yeah. that are prepared and organized and they're delegating different things to different people. And that's just not the case. Yeah. It's not the case. And yeah. and I don't know how we're going to get there, but that's part of the reason why we're sitting here right now. Yeah. I, well, anyone who doubts that, uh, one of the people who testified at that meeting I painfully sat through was <laughs> the Center for Biological Diversity based in Tucson, Arizona, <laughs> and I've been in their crosshairs many times. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, some, uh, one guy, he told me, no, they're really the center for biological sterility. Uh, <laughs> right. That it's always just the focus on this species that yep. raises membership. And right. Uh, but anyhow, that person was there supporting the plant, the slightly modified. Right. We, right. We need an acronym for that. But, uh, <laughs> uh, and if you go to their website, look and see how many attorneys they have on staff. Hmm. It would floor you how many attorneys they have on staff. Right. They're putting their money in the right places mm-hmm. for their battle. Right. Exactly. Right. And so. We're, we realize the needs of a growing society that is just eating up landscape and eating up, you know, everything. Just when you, you know, in my lifetime, the U.S. has grown by over 100 million people. 
It's crazy. That's space. That's food. That's Mm -hmm. resources. And so our groups are like, oh, we got to go and make the habitat better, and we we need active forest management. So those are the places we're putting all of our effort, or the majority of our effort. Yeah, we're doing the hard work. Yeah, the other groups are like, we'll let those chuckleheads do that. We're 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 going to lawyer up here, and we're 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 coming in, Mm -hmm. and we're coming in to win. Mm -hmm. So. I know the audience is probably like, all right, Randy, we get it. We get it. So but, uh, bef- before we get off the lawyer thing, yeah, um, Washington's for wildlife conservation. Washingtonians for Washingtonians. wildlife. Yeah. Sorry, I don't have my glasses on, guys. I okay. can't see this. What, what is that group? They're so, a older uh, hunt, hunting-friendly advocating company that has been in Washington for a long time. Okay. What, Washington Washingtonians for wildlife conservation. Okay. So they're and, suing... Jay Inslee and uh, all of the can anti, I say, can I say bad commissioners, sure, the ones that aren't doing their jobs. This is Randy's podcast. Can we say bad commissioners? Randy? <laughs> you guys can say whatever you want. The, and you, you, your opinions are welcome here. And if these commissioners who are promoting this call me and say, "Hey, we'd like to be on your podcast," I'd have them on here. Oh boy! Oh yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. So so they're. They're suing them because, again, they're they're coming in and they're they're starting with the spring bear. They stole the spring bear. Now they're mm-hmm. trying to basically they're trying to remove the. So the plan of this in 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 the long run is just to remove hunting period mm-hmm. from Washington State, right? Right. And it's starting with, as you can see, like Lorna with the with the large carnivores, right? So that's mm-hmm. that was number two on the list on the if you go to the fishing game website on their PDF, it says number two large carnivores. Yep. Like they want to quit all the hunting for that and we've and it's and it's proven when you look across different states like for instance when when California ixnaid cougar hunting mm-hmm. they now Californians pay the state to right. go out and kill all these cougars right. right almost the same amount as hunters were taking right yeah, yeah. so it's yeah. it's still the same right you know it's just Costing more money. Yeah, and someone feels good. Like, oh, look what I did. Yeah, I, look at I me. shut down cougar running. Yeah, good for mm-hmm. you. It's like, I mean, cougars are still dying. You know, it's like right. people who, you know, like, uh, here's a great example. The the people that were fighting are like, is it, like there was a, in that meeting, there was a vegan guy, and he's like, oh, I'm holier than thou because I'm vegan. If you're vegan, right. I don't care. Right. It Knock doesn't bother me out. a bit, you know. But if you're vegan and you don't eat meat, you want everyone to not eat meat. Right. Right. I'm not vegan and I don't, I don't care. I don't care if you eat meat or you don't eat meat. So that's the difference. That's the mindset, right? Right. Like if I don't like hunting, I want all hunting to end. Yeah. And, and if you were a hunter and you don't want to go elk hunting, you just don't buy an elk tag. Yeah. Right. (laughs) That's, that's the difference. Right. There you go. So (laughs) that's the mindset of the people that we have to battle against day in and day out. And it's just, you know, back to the litigation thing. Like I don't, I'm not an attorney. I don't have the time, you know, I got to go to my job, but I'll tell you what I do have is I have a couple extra bucks Mm -hmm. to kick in, you know, and pay for howl and blood origins and, 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 I don't even know if the, I, I haven't even looked. I've been terrible, yeah. but the, the lawsuit that was just filed, I'll see if Washington I can kick in for them. Which, conservation. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we can kick in there, you know. That that popped up on my email feed a couple of days ago, that lawsuit. And it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. They're suing based on the premise that you, one of your charters is that you're supposed to represent the interests of right. all 
Washingtonians. Is that what you guys call yourselves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know Whatever. what we call ourselves. I just, okay. Washingtonians, folks, All sure. citizens of the state of Washington. <laughs> yeah, there we go. And the, it, it, there's some of your language that goes so far as to say commercial interest, sport mm-hmm. fish interest, hunters, dot, 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 Tri- dot. I think tribal is yeah, one tribal, of them, too. a bunch of them. And so the lawsuit is kind of predicated on, hey, you haven't consulted with any of these groups None when you've appointed commissioners mm-hmm. or anything like this. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, if that group, uh, Washingtonians for Wildlife Conservation, yeah. mm-hmm. if folks, if you're listening and you can go to their website and you can make a donation, they probably could use some money. They could use members, too, as far as yeah. I can tell. Yeah, I noticed they have a lot of members. Do they? Yeah, but okay. th- for some reason their social media isn't up to speed. Really? Yeah, I don't They're know. Probably why. they got a guy like me running it. <laughs> I don't know. You know, the fact is, so this is a little side note. The fact that I got a hold of you, James, via social media is like I was I was floored. so far out in the weeds. <laughs> Here's how it happened. The crew here, whenever things come in, what do they call it in Instagram? A DM? The DM, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Slid in your DMs? They're they're like, Randy, there's some DMs out there that you should look at. Because one of them was a young person asking me, I'm going to be in Bozeman. Can I meet you? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And so I'm scrolling through this pile of DMs. Mm -hmm. And I see that you guys had tagged me in something. I'm like... Oh, yeah, I know who those guys are. I'm going to go check them out. And you guys had made a really compelling post about, folks, please, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) show up, speak up, be there. And I'm like, man, these guys are out there just giving it their all. I wonder if I could help them. So that's when I I actually, I had to. I'm getting ready to send you a a DM. (laughs) And I had to ask the crew, I'm like, now, if I just send this, hit send with this little blue arrow, it's not going to go out on my whole Facebook page or uh, Instagram page, is it? And the crew is just like, take this guy's phone away from him. So of all my years of being involved in social media as a necessary evil of this business, I think you and you and I are probably the first time I've ever made a connection that was meaningful done, over the social versus in, wow. over Instagram. I feel honored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how we got on that tangent, but uh, that's uh, you know it could be used in a in a really good way. When when I posted that video. I feel like we kind of broke the internet because it, it ended up on a lot of people's feed. Like mm. it was shared probably, I don't even know how many times, over a thousand times. Yeah. And it really, I really think it did have some sort of an impact on on how many people showed up advocating. Oh, great. Um, which, you know, you, the whole idea, everyone thinks, oh, okay, if you're just one person, can you really make a difference, mm-hmm. right? And the answer is yes. If yeah. you If you use... What like my my strong suit is not going and picketing out in front of the governor's office and, and doing that kind of stuff. My right. strong suit is trying to use my time in the best way possible to be the most effective. Yep. And and you're obviously the same way, Randy, because you obviously are using your time that the limited time you have to help be the most effective. Yep. And I think that not everyone has that. You know, some people are better as doing it in person and and doing all that and I and I try to make it when I can mm-hmm. and the reality is if I can't be there at least I'm going to try to get people there yeah you know so well and anymore it's so easy 
from the standpoint of a lot of testimony can be given through email, through online portals. Like right, right now, Montana is redoing our elk management plan, and you have until July 31st to comment. Every evening, I grab a couple of units and I read the prescribed management plan. I write down a few comments. So before July 31st, I'm going to send this email that probably going to require the UPS man to deliver <laughs> that email with all these comments. But point is, it's not that it's not as hard to do as it was right. 25 years ago. So yeah, you don't have to write a letter and mail it, and yeah, you know, put go a stamp through. or yeah, <laughs> right. or, or drive to a local meeting. Uh, even though those those are good things to do. Mm -hmm. uh, my point in all that is, being an advocate has never been easier exactly than it is today, mm -hmm. and it's frustrating that it's never been easier. But how few people do mm -hmm. it. I just, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm always in, this is why you guys really intrigue me. Just like yesterday when we did that fence pull, three people from Minnesota drove out here with a fifth wheel low boy and a skid steer and a, a big device that bails wire on that skid steer. And I'm like, what the hell are you guys doing here, <laughs> right? They're like, we wanted to volunteer. They really wanted to help. That's I'm like, what, 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 where are some people wired that way? I don't, I don't know. Some are and like you guys are, like I am. It's like, how, where do we find that wiring? How, how do you get it so that more of us right. say, yeah, you're right. I, I, I just, I got to. I got to go do this. And I don't care whether it is volunteering for, you know, hands-on boots on the ground conservation project or testifying or sending emails or. It's, we, it's, it we, is it's frustrating because you can't, you, you want to find that thing that's going to get people going, right? Yeah. And here, I'll tell you a little story. So yeah. there's a kid named Dane. Oh, that yeah. He's a. He's he's 17 years old. He's a high school kid, yep. right? I don't no, know. No, he came to see me in Puyallup. Okay, so <laughs> that kid mm -hmm. has done more damage for in a good way in a good yeah. way yeah. to this to the anti hunting community than probably a whole group of people typing on the keyboards over the internet could yep. do. And and just being a 17 year old kid, he was inspired after one of the, the very first videos that I did mm -hmm. to get involved because it was, I think it was like around Valentine's Day, I posted something. It was the first yep. time I whistle blew what was going on with the commission. Yep. And then he got, he sent me a, a video saying, hey man, we just, I really want you to let, let you know that you inspired me to get more involved and I, and I, you're right. We need to get off our butts and start doing stuff. And now look at him. He's just going and he's just tearing it up. Yeah. Yeah. Dane and, and he, he was at my seminar at the Puyallup Sports Show. Okay. And he's like, can I talk to you? I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, what else am I going to do? Right. Uh, and so I gave him my email because I was so impressed that here's this young person who... First generation hunter, by the way. Yeah. 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 And he, he's telling me a story about how he got into it. I'm like, here's my email. 
a lot of times my when my wife sorts my email and stuff you know don't be bashful about pinging me a second time or whatever so uh yeah he's been sending me emails and keeping me updated and hmm. i'm like where do we find i need we need more, more danes out we there a million of that guy yeah yeah he's got a lot of energy because everyone has their place right right you know if you're busy and and you have an extra five bucks and five bucks and if you like mm-hmm. if you want to go be the picket guy it, like i mean you need the ditch diggers you know and yep. you need the contract guys and you need you need everybody right yep. so i think everyone has a place and wherever you can fit in you know be yeah. the most effective yeah 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 well uh kind of circling back here uh, i want to kind of follow through this discussion a little further uh where is the status of this or that commission meeting? I think it was June 22nd, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the 22nd. And they had a meeting on the 23rd as well. Right. Okay. Where they went a little bit deeper into it, but okay. Where does everything stand right now? Then right now, meeting? um, they're going to be probably making some amendments and changes to what their preservation policy is. I'm just going to call it preservation mm-hmm. policy. Yep. Um, and, they are going to be pushing hard to get this approved in October. I'm not sure exactly what the date is, but it's going to be right in the middle of deer hunting season in Washington. Um, They're trying to put all of the next three years hunting regulations and and rules through at that time. I saw that. They have a whole handful of things they're trying to push through all on the same meeting. Mm -hmm. And, that's going to be one of them. And I think they're doing that on purpose. They're like, well, we got this to get through and this to get through and this to get through. So we're just going to, let's just vote real quick. Yay. And then that's, that's going to be it. Mm -hmm. Um, in the meantime, we have till October to get through to them as much as we can. In fact, um, there's some stuff in the works that I can't talk about right now with some of the commissioners that we're trying to get more involvement and more, uh, open insight, on and impress these people, you know, and have some impressions right. on them. And so, and, and like you were talking about earlier about how, uh, was it Lim, cool? Yeah. How he was going to have a presenter for the North American model right. coming and do a presentation, right. which could be a good thing, right? but that's only if it's not falling on deaf, deaf ears, right. you know, now that that'll be interesting because, uh, John Oregon, uh, Dr. John Organ, PhD, uh, is one of the most accomplished scientists in the the system. He worked his way up the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. He, I think he sits on the Massachusetts Fish and Game Commission now. Okay. Uh, he's one of the co-authors of the North American model with Shane Mahoney and Val Geist. So okay. the book called The North American Model of Wildlife Conservation, Dr. Organ. I mm. call him John. He's a great guy. Uh, was part of that. So when I heard your one commissioner say, "Hey, I've invited Doctor Organ to come, and you can ask him questions," which floored me, by the way. Yeah, because of his comments and stuff. I was like, "What? Okay." Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm I'm somewhat hopeful because John can articulate this so well. He's so well spoken. He's so smart. If they blow him off, it's like, whew. Well, yeah. you can, you see, so you watched it, right? So you could tell yeah. when there were certain people that came on and, and, and spoke either, you know, 
via Zoom or phone or, or in person, there's always a couple commissioners, cranky pants, that will just get up and walk away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they won't listen. Yeah. They know they know the people's names, the yeah. same people that come on and rip them every time. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they know their names, and then they hear their name, and they go, okay, that's it. I'm going to go take a bathroom break because yeah. they don't want to sit through it. And so hopefully they sit and listen yeah. to the man who you know invented the wheel here because we don't yeah. need to remake it. Right. You know, we don't need to put any sharp edges on it to mess anything up. And that's what they're trying to do. So that, I thought they said that that was at a July meeting or? Where they're going to do that presentation. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So that'll be interesting. But I guess I'm trying to think of the wheels are in motion. It's in motion right now. If there's no resistance or not enough resistance, this could kind of become the path of your department mm-hmm. after their October meeting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think would reform the way the seasons go and all that immediately. But then again, you know, right. we but never it, thought it would happen this quickly. Right. We you know, never it thought could, it could happen. They could just drop the gaffle and just say, you know what? We're going to end predator hunting and we're going to do yeah. this and we're going to take right. a different different approach now right because we're will, looking out for the interest groups of these others will you guys get heads up about what those recommendations are prior to that meeting yeah i think okay. probably but yeah. then again you don't you don't really know yeah, yeah. because sometimes they say the agenda item is discussion of this right well until you get there you don't know what what the proposal is right right you know good governance would say hey, we're going to submit the proposal for public comment. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they'll do that. But. I think they probably will. Yeah. I'm, I'm hopeful that they will because there is people within the com- that help uh, moderate the, the commission meetings yeah. that are seem to be pretty supportive of hunters. Yeah. And they want to make sure that the commission is not doing stuff under the radar. Yeah. So um, – Real quick, I wanted to read this one little piece to you before I forget here. Mm-hmm. So this was the original management plan for uh, that Lorna was the one who who put it forward into motion, one of, right? One of your commissioners. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. this is the original uh, draft. Right. And this is, this is the – I'm just going to read the introduction, okay? Mm-hmm. And you're going to see where we're going here. Yeah. It's going to make Buckle you frustrated up. here. So chapter one, introduction includes Washington wildlife is part of a public trust. Well, it right? is. That's, that's, true. that's, that's a true statement, right? Yeah. Number B, changing faces, changing values, changing funding support, refer- reference responsive management surveys, Washington residents' attitudes towards wildlife management. So changing faces, changing values. Yeah. And how management is viewed by the non-hunting public right that's that's the direction that this policy is wanting to go mm-hmm. and they're using it as a weapon to eliminate hunters from being right. the main right. stakeholders here yeah so here's the first statement is factual mm-hmm. yes and this is where as someone who's a trustee of multiple trusts in my CPA life, I'm like the biggest nerd on trust <laughs> responsibility and fiduciary responsibility you could ever imagine because I don't want to do anything wrong, right? right. I'm, I'm a trustee. I got to manage these resources for beneficiaries. Well, you as citizens of Washington, all of you are beneficiaries. 
And there's a couple things a trustee has to do. You're there to protect the trust, the beneficiaries from predators, creditors, and themselves. So you aren't allowed to just say, well, we took a vote of the beneficiaries and that's what we want. Or we pulled a few of them and that's what they want. So that's what we're going to do. When you say you are a trustee, you have a fiduciary duty to all beneficiaries, but also to the perpetuation of the corpus of the trust. In other words, your wildlife resource. So you can't just say, well, you know what? I'm the trustee, so I'm, I'm going to just favor these beneficiaries over here. And I'm going to disregard all the things that keeps my trust corpus in place because the corpus is the wildlife and the opportunity to enjoy that wildlife. Well, then you get into funding mechanisms. You get into the management of that through the science, through the biology, through everything else. And if you're a trustee and you say, I'm, I'm just going to disregard all that, or I, I got my own ideas on all that. If you were doing that, as the trustee of a financial or private trust, you would be in court so fast, they'd jerk you so hard, you'd probably get jerked out of your shoes. You'd get pulled into court so fast. And so when people want to say, acknowledge, yeah, I am a public trustee, but then I'm going to disregard all the common law duties and responsibilities that a trustee signs up for, it's like, all right, this is BS. So uh, people say, well, how do you solve that? If someone is a trustee but doesn't fulfill their trustee duties, the only way that gets solved is through litigation. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's great that you say you're a public trustee. Mm -hmm. Act like one. Well, that's their job. Their job is to be the trustee of Washington's wildlife. Right. Right. And to represent their duties Mm -hmm. and uphold them. and. Right now, we're not getting that. Yeah. Um, as you know, doing things such as blocking predator management can have a huge detrimental mm-hmm. impact on everything. Mm-hmm. And right now, we're already facing that in Washington with, with the cat problems and the wolf problems that we're having. And mm-hmm. not to mention bear spring bear being taken away. That's, that's fawns and calves yeah. left out on the, you know, that are disappearing. And... Yeah. Um, like what's happening in the blues that, you know, the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation did that survey about how big the cat problem really is in the blues mm-hmm. and how we've lost 80% in one year of calf yeah. production. That's that's not sustainable. Right. And now you want to say, let's protect apex predators altogether. What do you think is going to happen to the, the hard, hard work that people have put in to bring moose back and to bring rams back and to bring mountain goat populations back up to sustainability and all that, all that hard work and conservation is just going to be pissed away. Yeah. And it's frustrating because these people just do not understand the logic of it. Yeah. Hunters do. They do, but yeah, or they do. There's a denial factor right? or a different adhering to a different they think philosophical it, view of the world. Right. Their their viewpoint is completely <clears throat> distorted mm-hmm. because they don't have the experience and the knowledge mm-hmm. that people like me and you have from years and years of being out and seeing it with our own eyes. Yeah. And the scientists that have written the books on this stuff will tell you that 
focusing on a single species in these very complex, you know, whatever you want to call them, uh, ecosystems, biosphere, whatever, Mm -hmm. you cannot just focus on one of them. It's an entire, Mm -hmm. if you want to call it circle, whatever term, we all know that and we've proven it back when we made our mistakes with ungulate management, right? We got rid of every predator on the Kaibab Plateau in the early 1900s. The deer populations went through the roof. Mm-hmm. They destroyed the habitat, and it took decades for those deer to re- recover. Well, lesson learned, right? You can't mm-hmm. just focus only on the mule deer. Right. right? You, okay, you might get a pulse and, and a benefit for a while, but... It's got a whole lot of other consequences. Right. We, we've made that mistake 100 years ago in, in the hunting and, and quote-unquote consumptive use community. The, these theories or these ideas that, well, we'll focus, they want to call them keystone species, mm-hmm. right? Indicator species, whatever. You know, I call them bovines. They're cash cows is right. what they are. Mm-hmm. They, they are. So that's the lens through which everything is to be managed. That's a train wreck. And if you are a public trustee and you deny the universal body of evidence that says you cannot manage complex systems with the level of human involvement by focusing just on certain species, if you ignore that, you should be sued. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be like, okay, I'm a financial trustee and I say, you know what? I'm going to give interest-free loans to everybody. I know the trust won't make any money, but I like all these people. You know, I'm going to give give them. Yeah, anyone need an interest-free loan, (laughs) no collateral? You're handing them out, Randy. I'll take one. The trust I represent, we got Mm -hmm. 50 million bucks. I wonder how long it'll take to give away unsecured interest-free loans for your lifetime. I'll take it right now. Yeah. I'll take 50 million. (laughs) It'd be like ignoring the body of evidence that if I'm going to keep the trust intact, I have to invest it in someplace where I get a return. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the entire body of evidence is there to show us that this single species focus in managing complex systems with all the pressures of human society, it, it does not work. But these approaches are what is being promoted mm-hmm. in 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 what I read of this yeah. system. It seems very large carnivore centric. It's yep. very much large carnivore centric, and it's a very much like anthropomorphized. Like, hey, yeah. oh, look at these cuddly bears yeah. and these like. Uh, not to harp on the spring bear when it when it was taken away, but it was based on like, oh, well, they wake up and they're sleepy and they're lethargic and you can't hunt them and they're just skinny and sad and poor bears. Yeah, like, yeah, well, really? Is that you how ever it? you ever seen a lethargic spring bear that just couldn't couldn't move and just didn't couldn't eat a fawn? No, most of them get away from me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, but I'm kind of lethargic too. I drive a desperate <laughs> living, but but no, they they make that case for all of that stuff, and I I think they hope we can get down and lost in the details of all of that. Mm-hmm. Really, when you come back to it, the a, a very sound counter to their approach is this doesn't work. It has been proven time and time and time again. And just like here in Montana, I don't want us to get rid of every grizzly bear and every black bear and every wolf and mm-hmm. every mountain lion. I mm-hmm. enjoy the fact that they're out there on the landscape. But I accept the fact that 
we have disrupted these landscapes to such a degree our mind probably can't even comprehend. If we could could have taken a snapshot from 1500 to today, it would blow us away. Yeah, absolutely. We have done this to the landscape. So the old happy, oh, the elk is going to sign a contract with the pack of wolves of, hey, this is how this deal is going to work out. And, you know, we're fair. And if we got to arbitrate it, we'll go to the court of wildlife <laughs> justice here. So they, they, this is, it's, it's like, how do you think in any planet that that's how this works? Right. There is no happy, get along, all will be fine by Mother Nature. It, uh, we have disrupted their landscapes. Th- think about the wildlife that used to live r- along the I-5 corridor. Mm-hmm. They probably used it uh, for migration, for different habitats oh, yeah. at different times of the year, mm-hmm. or wh- whatever species we want to talk about that has been displaced, disrupted, or altered by the hands of man. And we're going to say, oh, we're... We're going to disregard all of that, that a lot of these prey species are on the fringes of, of their traditional habitats or displaced from their traditional habitat, that somehow predation and all this other stuff isn't going to be overly amplified Right. if we only want to focus on that tier of it. 100%. We have to look at every piece of it. And whether you want the responsibility or not, the fact that you are a human living on this planet, you have a responsibility to manage for the benefit of all that wildlife, mm-hmm. not just the one that pays your dues or raises money or increases membership or makes you feel good at night. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree. I'll get off my soapbox. No, that was well said because it's it's the fact. It's the, you know, let's focus on, like, especially large carnivores, bears. And they're like, oh, look at this bear, this poor bear of this and this little teddy bear that. And, you know, and uh, and then obviously the portrayal of hunters are we're always the bad guys and yeah. shooting. And I'm, you know, like, mm-hmm. and you look at it and you go, okay, that's not how it is. Right. You know, that's not how the real world it works. It doesn't work that way. We can't, we can't just hit a, hit a button that says pause everything. All these animals are going to be able to manage themselves and coexist yeah. together. And there's not going to be problems. Right. We know how that ends. Yeah. I mean, I do. I have this vision of like the predators just taking over and like killing all the ungulates and then all of a sudden they're turning on people and different things. And it could get really ugly if, if man pulled itself out of the equation, it would get ugly. And you know, uh, however someone sees that unfolding, if, if you, if we just focused only on the prey species, we'd repeat the problem of what we did on the kaibab. Mm-hmm. If we ignored habitat, if we ignored water quality, if all we did was focus like they promote is, oh, everything has to be for the preservation of bears, lions, wolves, whatever. None of those models work. No. That's why we have highly trained people that we employ and state agencies to come before your commission and give a really compelling reason for why you should have a spring bear hunt yep. in Washington. Right. If ever I've seen the encapsulation of people ignoring their fiduciary trustee duty, it was when I watched that hearing. Because mm-hmm. I I'd seen this popping up, and I'm like, I gotta I gotta watch this. And after the presentation was made by the biologist, I'm like, there's no way they'd vote against this. No, 
And they did. I, I just walked away. I'm like, you have to be. I must have watched something. I must have been watching Looney Tunes or something. <laughs> right. That's how we felt. And so it's, I guess all of this is the, the point we're trying to make here for people is to understand that falling asleep at, at the wheel intentionally or just being busy. Right. Especially now that we have you guys as this example. I don't have a crystal ball for how it's going to unfold in my home state of Montana, but you guys have provided a a little bit of a crystal ball of where you're at, what you're dealing with today. And I, in my head, I'm like, what if we could cut some of that off at the pass? You know, let, exactly. let, let's stop it before it. We're right. whistleblowing it before it even happens. Yeah. How, how, we, we, let's not take your lesson and ignore it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to make you guys the sacrificial lamb, but you right. guys... Well, right now, that's where we're at, and that's just the fact. And, and if we and other places and other states ignore what we are watching you guys go through just in what? So if this plan comes into effect in October of 2023, we go back to the spring bear hunt hearing, I think it was March of 2022. 21, I think is where it started. Okay. So in the course of two years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We opened a door with the spring bear thing. Yeah. And then that door never closed. So folks, if you're listening and you think this can't happen to your state or it will take a lifetime, like you'd said that, earlier, James, that you thought, well, maybe it'll be an issue by the time my kids are my age. Mm -hmm. Two years. Two years. And it's, and here we are. And we're knocking on the door of potentially losing hunting and fishing in the state of Washington. And a lot of people say, oh, that's just being overdramatic. It's not. There's a reason why every single one of these anti-hunting organizations are in strong support of this conservation policy or yeah, preservation policy. Yeah. Every single one of them. Yeah. You think that they're in support of it because they're just making slight changes? No. Yeah. And they so know what's going on. If here's another state that I think of as very strong legacy and culture of hunting is Colorado. Mm-hmm. Colorado just had public meetings about, I'm trying to, uh, I'm going to, I keep forgetting the term because they used a term I'm, I don't use much, but it was about opening up the discussion of de-emphasizing the current way of doing things in Colorado and going a different path. They're, they're, they're starting to have these discussions. They're in cahoots. They're nowhere near as far down the path as Mm-mm. you guys are in Washington, but they're talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I look at the makeup of how Colorado's, you know, leadership is politically. Their system is very similar. There's an appointment process. There's a confirmation process. Colorado it, looks like... They could be in the same boat right. really, yeah. really quick. Yeah. And they'd use Washington as a template right. on how to do it. Yeah. So I'm scratching my head saying... All right, folks, in Colorado, please quit arguing about, you know, this little thing or that little thing. Come together, all the interests that are at stake, Mm -hmm. and do not let this gain any traction in Colorado. No, they got to cut the snake's head off right now. I think figuring out, like, 
I was, I personally was unaware that when the spring bear thing happened, I didn't know they had that power. I didn't know those, these couple random I, people. I was unaware as well. Could that the just, commission could take just, it away. Just that. take it away. Just like that. Yeah. I didn't oh, know they yeah. had that power. Right. Oh yeah. And then it, and then we go forward and now that they're trying to push forward this new management plan, they're trying to take away all hunting. Um, when you look at it, it like you've hunted all over the globe, right? Hmm. And I've hunted not as many places as you, but I'm working on it. But I've I've been to other countries, and with without a doubt, this is a factual statement. When you don't have hunters placing value on animals, yep. those animals do not have value, no. and they cease to exist. And they cease mm-hmm. to exist. Yeah, and that's just think about that for a minute. So if you don't put value on an animal as by a hunter, because like the vegan guy is not going to go spend 15 grand on an elk hunt. No, and, and when he gets there, he's not going to stop in Bozeman. We're not going to go have $200 steaks. And maybe I had a couple whiskeys last night and then we patroned a bunch of other businesses and, and he's not going to pay license fees. He's yeah. He's not going to no. pay excise taxes. He's not buying fuel. He's not yeah. blowing a tire and going to the local <laughs> tire shop, you know, and, and yeah. uh, he's not doing all this stuff, right? And I feel like people think like it can't happen. These people in power have this like these fiduciary duties, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, James and I both own businesses, and we and we understand how things are supposed to run, yeah. how you're supposed to act, how you're supposed to take care of business, and and the things that they say are not the things that they do in Washington State. And and so I feel like people may hear this maybe like. You know, someone in someone in Minnesota is like, this had never happened here. Right. And then they take away your deer hunt. Yeah. And then you go, holy cow, I can't believe that happened. You know, and and not to get off topic here, but our our Commissioner Baker, who's running everything, right? Is she, that the chairman? She's the chair. chairwoman. chairwoman. Yeah. chairwoman. So, yeah. so okay. she had commented, this is, I don't remember what magazine this came, uh, Northwest Sportsman's Mag. And so they quoted her, and so she's talking about like the the meetings, yeah. and she said we're going to have uh, you know discussions about what this means to people who are yelling at us today or yesterday, uh, but it fuels a fear that where it possibly isn't warranted. Uh, we aren't going to turn our lands into parks. This is a quote, by the way. We aren't going to turn our lands into parks. That's not the intention. Maybe it is. Maybe I just don't know. This is a quote. This is a direct from quote. the chair, the chairwoman. Yeah, who's of your commission. Yeah, and, and she's talking about the policy. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> so you're going to take all our so maybe they take all the public hunting lands and say, hey, these are non-huntable parks now. Yeah, you know, so it, the the things that are are again, these people have catastrophic power. Mm-hmm. absolutely catastrophic power to take away everything that we hold near and dear as hunters. And it just, it absolutely baffles me again. I didn't know, you yeah. know, so maybe the people that are out there and listening, your, I, and I don't know how it goes in every other state, but like our, our, our commission right. had the power to steal okay. against the suggestion of our wildlife power to steal a, a hunting season for yeah. us for no reason. Most every other state, Chris, is the same. It's, it just, they haven't reached the point where the appointment process and the political process has 
has so quickly advanced like it has in Washington, but that's why it's so important for people to think about this. Their situations are structured almost identical to yours. My state of Montana, our governor appoints all seven commissioners. And if by some crazy change of the world, you know, Montana elected a governor who was anti-hunting and that governor put his or her friends in all these positions and had enough senators to approve it. It could happen in Montana just because the structure, the the infrastructure of how the process works mm-hmm. is identical to yours. Fortunately, in Montana, that's... You better knock on some wood, Randy. Yeah, I know. We, <laughs> right now, anyhow, we operate a little differently than you guys do in Washington. But there's a lot of states out there mm-hmm. that have a very similar... Look, your neighbor, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We already talked about Colorado. Right. Nevada is very urbanized. Mm-hmm. You have Vegas and Reno as the two urban centers. That could be you, on the hit list. California is already yeah, teetering well, right on the fence yeah. line all the time. You have Arizona with two urban centers of Phoenix and Tucson. Mm-hmm. You, so you go to some of these places, and <laughs> you, not just in terms of how their commissions are structured and process of appointment, but the way the social political world is laid out of very large urban corridors dictating everything for everybody else right it i I wish it was different but right there's a lot of fertile ground for these same seeds to be planted Mm -hmm. and if they could get control of even a handful of states in that in that way Mm -hmm. it wouldn't take long for them to spread into some of the states that are less likely Mm -hmm. using the same the same structure and the same plan yeah you know so we've covered a lot of ground here uh what can your people in washington who live there who actually are a beneficiary of the public trust of washington's wildlife what would you ask in your wish list if you said man i wish this could happen i wish our advocates or our people would show up or do what 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 would you hope for what would you ask them to do First of all, I would like to see some of the bigger, bigger names. Uh, there's a lot of people within social media and throughout, you know, the internet mm-hmm. that have a lot of pull and they have a lot of influence on people. I would like to see some of those people get more involved because we've already we've already pushed the envelope with these commissioners over and over mm-hmm. and over and over. But what we don't have is the huge mass numbers behind it to just flood them. If we, if we flooded that place with, with advocates for hunting and we, they just felt overwhelmed, they, yeah, they could still do what they want to do, but mm-hmm. they're going to have a lot more thought process involved if they got 120 people versus five anti-hunters. Right. You know, and a lot of people are like like we've talked about are just sitting on their hands right now. I don't want to get involved with that. My my social media presence is too valuable to myself to really ruffle any feathers. Knock it off. Like wake up. Randy Newberg who has a bajillion people following his stuff is here advocating for hunting and he's willing to ruffle feathers. 
I'm sure there's lots more of them out there that could do it. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see bigger companies get involved and start putting some money forward to tr- help the litigation process of making mm-hmm. sure that that happens. You know, we spend a stupid amount of money on paying for different organizations and funding organizations that money we don't even, frankly, we don't make within yeah. what we do. Yeah. But we put our own personal money forward to pay for that so that they have resources to fight this stuff. Yeah. And if, if there's no one there to fight it, it just goes through. That's yeah. it. It doesn't, it doesn't fix itself. It won't fix itself. In fact, it will do the opposite. Yeah. And before you know it, it will all be gone. So. Yeah. so in Washington, if you are listening, please, one, be aware. Mm-hmm. Make all your fellow hunters and anglers aware. If you can, show up. Yep. And testify if you can't, or that's just not your gig. At least send emails, write mm-hmm. letters, make phone calls. All the commissioners' emails and contact stuff is out on the website. Right. Have your Wyoming, uh, Washington Fish and Wildlife Commission webpage bookmarked mm-hmm. and be active at a minimum. Yeah. Please, please be giving your opinion. Am I? And you don't even have to be from Washington to get involved in this. You could be, yeah. you know, on the other side of the state, you living in New York, sending emails to our commission. Yeah. But the more support that we get nationwide or countrywide or even worldwide, you don't even have to live in this country. Yeah. You could be sitting in Africa, be a PR right now, doing what they do and sending emails. Yeah. And I think Hal does a, you know, because I send stuff for Nevada and Texas mm-hmm. and Montana right. and, and all their action and, buttons. And, there's and a that bunch is of, Howl, H-O-W-L dot O-R-G. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, right. and you'll get a lot of emails and a lot of action alerts. Right. Yes, you, you will. And you it will. takes a couple minutes. Uh, you you know, can just, just click, click, click. Yeah, just click through them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take a lot of time. I think that um, a lot of people underestimate the power of just sending five bucks a month to some of these people mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, I think the power of social media, I think a lot of people p- put it off, you know, James and I, you know, for, like I even had the self conversation, like, should I really put the hunting stuff out there? Cause maybe it'll affect my business that pays my bills. Right. Yeah. Because the stuff that James at bear country doesn't pay the bills. Yeah. Like, you neither, know, neither does fresh drags on your own. <laughs> yeah. Answer, so. You know, we're James and I took work off to come out here. Yeah. Airfare was horrendous by the way. I know. I'm you know, sorry guys. I thought you were going to drive. I, well, we were thinking about driving and then some others, we were going to do some other things as well, but yeah. And it was just one of those deals, but you know, these are the things that have to be done. And, and in the grand scheme of things is the money that we spent to come out here, it doesn't even register versus what we could accomplish by coming out here and hopefully, you know, getting some people activated, like put it, you know, like I said, this stupid social media thing, it's a powerful tool, right? You know, it's a really powerful tool mm-hmm. and get involved and kick some, kick some of these companies that are going to be boots on the ground, give them some money. You know, mm-hmm. if you're not going to go out and be boots on the ground, no problem. I don't care. Give them some money. If you don't have any money, go get boots on the ground. You right. know, either you got time or you got money, you right. know? So just trying to be involved in any way that you can, I think is, is super important. And, and the problem is, is as you can see, we were, too quiet too long yeah these people got in power 
now now you know we're behind the eight ball and we're fighting we're fighting uphill and it's it's tough it's really tough so well i hope let anybody listening, I don't care what state you live in, if you're in Washington, please do what James and Chris have, have suggested. In whatever other state you live in, do not be asleep on this stuff. Get involved. And I'm sure my audience is so tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably like, Newberg, come on, man. I, I hear this from you all the time. But that's why I have these platforms. That's why I have people like you on these platforms. I have small groups that I think are are trying to make a difference in other states and other places from New Mexico to Wyoming to Montana to wherever. Uh, it, it, we gain nothing by wasting our energy, one, fighting with each other, or two, just complaining on Facebook. Mm-hmm. The time you spent complaining on Facebook, if you would have taken that time to email your commissioners or email your governor or your senators or whoever, mm-hmm. you would have made more difference than the entire year you're going to spend <laughs> complaining on Facebook. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I know people probably are like, well, they never listen to me. Well, if you never interact and you never send them an email, they're not going to listen to you mm-hmm. because they don't look you up in the phone book, using the old world, right, <laughs> right. and call you and say, hey, I'd like your opinion on this. Right. Mm-hmm. No. And there are some commissioners that do listen. I've had, mm-hmm. like Jim Anderson, he, he was, I was surprised. I sent, I sent him a personal email. Mm-hmm. And he he is pro hunting, mm-hmm. and he gets back to me immediately. Yeah, says, "Hey James, thanks for your concern. L- love to have a phone conversation with you if you want to talk about it." Yeah. And then he gave me his phone number, and I called him, and he answered the phone. We yeah. talked for almost an hour. Right. So there are commissioners and people yeah. that are that are listening, and those guys are fighting for us too. Right. And they're tired too. Right. They so need our support. They need well, the support. If you say you're this commissioner, and None of the people who you think you're there representing ever show up or ever email. That's pretty defeating to them. It's like, right. why the hell am I even? And I think a lot of them have walked away because they've felt like they're not gaining any ground. Mm-hmm. So let's not lose any more advocates for hunting on the commission. Let's not lose yeah. any more of them. And let's give them the support they need. And yeah. if at least be like a emotional support for them to give mm-hmm. them the energy to keep fighting against it. Yeah. Because if they fold, we're screwed. Yeah, they need some yeah. boys here and there. Yeah. yeah. So you guys do a good job of keeping people updated. Where can people find James and, and you Chris can, out there? Other than through the PMs of, or DMs of Instagram. <laughs> the DMs, yeah. What, whatever it is. I, I know uh, it is. Uh, so. uh, you can find... A lot of the information that we share on our social media platform on Instagram, Bear Country Outdoors. Okay. You can also find us on the Facebook at Bear Country Outdoors. And we also have a YouTube channel, Bear Country Outdoors. It's all Bear Country Outdoors. And we do a lot of stuff other than just, you know, fighting against politicians. We're we're big into hunting and fishing Mm -hmm. and and educating people. One of our biggest things is educating people on the uses and... um, the benefits of, of bear hunting and bear, you know, yep. things that you can do with products. Like I just gave you a, a little can of, of mm-hmm. bear boot oil that right. we made. Mm-hmm. And, and those, those things are 
tying people together with their food yep. and with use, useful things to do with animals mm-hmm. is another way that people can get through to the non-hunting community yeah. because food is the universal language that speaks all, right? Yep, it is. Well, I feel so strongly about that that a guy named Shane Mahoney, who has a platform called the Wild Harvest Initiative, people who listen to this podcast every other week since late May have had to sit down and listen to me and Shane talk about wild food. That's awesome. Why I think wild food is one of the tickets for us being able to tell our story. Mm-hmm. of why we're relevant, why this activity is so important to so many people that maybe you don't hear of because they're not the ones protesting down at the mm-hmm. Capitol building mm-hmm. or they're just too busy trying to m- live their lives and, and make a living. And so the wild food part of it is is very uh, critical to me. He's got a great voice too, by the way. He does. Holy he's, cow. He's, he's the the orator of our. Yeah, we were listening to a little bit of one of those in this uh, morning. Yeah, Chris goes. This is like what did you say? This is like, like an audible book or oh, something. Oh yeah, listen, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah he's, and uh, so we did all these podcasts last year. Shane and I did, I think, a five part series on the North American model because I feel the model every state you know, adapts it a little bit to themselves, but that model has been so successful. I want to make sure my audience understands every bit of it. And Shane and John Organ and Dr. Val Geis are the ones who, three professors are the ones who wrote how each state does this and brings it all together. So I've been doing all this stuff, but here's the, the kind of the disappointing part of all of it. It costs a lot, it takes a lot of resources to produce that many podcasts, that many videos around this stuff. Mm-hmm. And there are lowest consumed content. Oh, anytime we talk about crazy. advocacy, we talk about conservation, gets 20,000 views on a YouTube video. Whereas if we said, Randy went and fell asleep when the elk walked by because right. it had elk in it. <laughs> It'd get 100,000 views. Yeah. Right. It's like, okay, how, I got to figure out how to make You got to make it a little bit more risque, I guess. It's, I not, I it's not sexy, Randy. Yeah, That's why. I, I know. <laughs> yeah. But I've told my crew, we're doing it anyhow. Yeah. You know, a lot of people only do podcasts. It's kind of the, they call it the stairway system that you only are supposed to do podcasts with someone who's got a bigger audience than you. I don't give two shits about that. (laughs) If you've got an important story and an important message, I want you on my podcast because I want this, you know, depending on the topic, 40 to 75,000 listeners to hear your story. Mm-hmm. And I don't give a damn if I get one more subscriber to my podcast from you guys. Mm-hmm. Because you guys have a story that is that important to me that I'm like, I feel like I, you guys and some of us are the person out on the front of the Titanic saying, hey, iceberg dead ahead here. <laughs> and oh no you know mm-hmm. damn the iceberg here. Right. so i'm not saying that in a way that you know makes us any better it's just uh, for me uh, using our platforms for this it's like i gotta do a better job i'm 
I got to reach more people. I got to, I need a more compelling story because we're, we're not gaining the ground I I would hope for. Uh, but that's, I guess. Well, you can have our five subscribers or whatever. Really? (laughs) We're super popular. No, your, your story is that important. And the fact that you guys in your, your fellows and fellow hunters and anglers in Washington who are putting up an, unbelievable fight i mean i look at what came out of the woodwork from the proposal to eliminate your spring bear season i saw more small group pop up related to that washington thing i'm like they're gonna they're they're gonna kill this they're they're Mm -hmm. they're gonna they're gonna win oh we gave hell oh man Mm -hmm. i if ever i've seen citizen advocates come to the call you guys did it in Washington. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's unfortunate that you just had some people who put the blinders on and said, you know, tuned you out. Uh, but that's what it's going to take. Mm-hmm. It, it, it takes that to, to keep, to keep the process from getting, gaining a toehold. If it gains a toehold, it takes even more of that to knock it down. Mm-hmm. So, we're we're blessed to live in the best country in the world with so many things that are important to me. Yeah, and absolutely. I, I'm not inclined to sit around and watch it go to pot. Yeah, get unwound. Yeah, because some people grabbed a hold of the wheel for a while. Yeah, I'm I'm here to fight to gain control of the wheel at least mm-hmm. as it relates to wildlife and conservation and oh, we need it we appreciate well, it you're doing a damn yeah. good job randy yeah well i appreciate you you're guys doing more that. than most people are yeah. that's <laughs> well, something to say yeah well uh, when i give you guys the rest of the tour of the office here and you see the whiteboard there uh you'll realize what progress we make is is intentional right you know 40 to 50 percent of our content has to be conservation education information and advocacy i like that and that that's 40 to 50 percent of our costs and about five percent of our revenue (laughs) 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 so you're saying wait he's a cpa yeah what the hell kind of business model is that yeah Yeah. Uh, it's a good business model that's uh that's what we're here to do, and I just gotta, I gotta get better at making those things more compelling, and and telling stories, and you know, getting people engaged is is an art, and I'm, I haven't quite mastered that, but we, we try hard. It's that's all so, that matters. Yeah, just gotta but, show up. Yeah, and uh, I hope uh, any of you who do follow other platforms of our size that. Uh, I hope you'll reach out to them and ask them to put their shoulder to the wheel on these things. Mm-hmm. Maybe they already are. Uh, but if they aren't, you know, a little nudge here and there, sometimes we'll, we'll get them to do that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's a big market out there for, for people that are going to advocate for hunting that hasn't been fulfilled yet. Yeah. yeah take action. It's going to go know, away. There's if a, you don't, yeah. there's a sleeping giant that hasn't yet woke up yet. And right. when it does, holy hell, it's going to be crazy. Right. Because no, we, we're pretty strong, and yeah. there's a lot of hunters and fishermen and people who care about this stuff 
out there, but we just haven't all woke up yet. Yeah. So the next time you want to argue about lighted knocks or (laughs) mechanical broadheads or scopes on muzzle loaders or whatever the hell it is, I hope you'll take an equal amount of time and advocate for the bigger picture stuff Mm -hmm. that allows this to sustain. Right. So... Oh, great point. Well, guys, thanks so much for coming over, man. I I'm so happy that I've I learned how to read it. DM DM that. Day so am I. Thanks I, for having us, Randy. It's been a yeah, blast. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. Keep up the hard work, and just know that anything me and my platforms and my crew that we can do for you guys, or any of you who are involved in these kind of issues, that's that's what these platforms are for, and so. Okay. Appreciated. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, folks, I hope that uh, has given you a little insight to to things in Washington, uh, which is, should be an alarm to all of us. Uh, and there are people there really giving it a great effort, and I hope that you'll support them in any way you can. Thanks for being here. Have a great whatever rest of the day it is. I know. It's not as beautiful as it is today in Bozeman, Montana. It's supposed to be 82 degrees, slight breeze, slight cloud cover, and the fish are biting like crazy. So I'll see you when the fish quit biting. Thanks for being here. When the sun came shining and I was strong.